0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Nellis, and this is episode 95. We're going to talk about dental health and marijuana. But listeners beware, I've got a potty mouth. Get it? Get it? A potty mouth? Oh, come on. That's gold right there. Let's see, we got the whole gang here. I got Turtle moving around. I got the kitties locked away in their little kitty jail. Uh, I've got my upstairs wannabe cleavers with a beaver on the way, so you might get a little Pregosaurus Rex action going on. A little stomping around. Pregasaurus Rex is angry. Bah, bah, bah. That's the only way I can deal with it sometimes, is to make fun of it. If somebody had called me Pregosaurus Rex when I was pregnant, I probably would have cried. Ah, Pregosaurus Rex angry. Anywho's... I like to open things up with a segment I call Stoner Moments, where I touch on previous subjects, but I don't really have anything today, so I'm just going to kind of ramble on a little bit. First off, if you are a regular listener, you know that I have my Amazon affiliate link that you can use to support the Spliff Podcast operating cost um, just by by shopping on Amazon, and what you do is you follow the link that I provide at my website, thespliffpodcast.com, and you just follow that link every time you want to shop on Amazon. Now, if you use the Amazon app, you I don't think there's a way for it to, to know that you want to contribute specifically. There might be a way that you can like um, select it. To navigate that way, but I don't think so. So I had some people who were using the app, and they're like, oh, all this time. And if you would like to, that is, if you would like your Amazon purchases, uh, a portion of that to become contributions to the Spliff Podcast, you have to go through the link. So thanks. And like I said, you can find that on the website, spliffpodcast.com, and it's also pinned to the top of My Facebook page. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about real quick is, uh, Disjointed. And just kind of like pot shows in general. I mean, I don't, I haven't really found one I'm a huge fan of as far as TV shows go. And I haven't checked out the HBO one. I'm not a fan of most of the Viceland ones, though I hear they get better. Um... And now Kathy Bates is in an episode or in a show, basically a sitcom about being a dispensary owner called Disjointed. And I mean, it just doesn't look very good to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm just really tired of the same old boring stoner jokes being rehashed and rehashed. And I really want a more sophisticated Cannabis style show out there. And I'm not getting it. I mean I can't be alone on that. It just. I mean the likelihood that I'm going to tune in. Is pretty low. It's pretty low at this point. I want better jokes. And I, and I just. I want a better attitude towards cannabis period. I mean do you, have you. At the end of Half Baked. The whole goddamn movie is about him giving up weed. For fucking pussy. Fuck that! I'm never gonna give up weed for fucking dick! Are you kidding me? If you're gonna love me, you're gonna have to love Mary Jane too, alright? I'm clearly in a polygamous relationship as far as this goes, because it is me and Mary Jane all the way. And you just... I, I don't understand how you can accept the fact that I hate having to wash the utensils at the end of doing the dishes and then not accept that I am a cannabis user, period. Don't sell yourselves out for the sex of anybody else, all right? Don't do that. That's a terrible thing. I just want better stoner content. I was really fucking high at the end of that movie, and I was just like, why did I just waste my time? It was probably like the 20th time I'd seen that movie, too. Like, I just accepted that he would give up weed for this woman and i'm like at one point i'm just like no no that is unacceptable and i really haven't been able to watch the movie since and just watch super troopers super troopers my favorite i cannot wait for super troopers 2 to come out oh it's gonna be soon you guys all right, so uh I think I clocked in a pretty good ramble there. Let's get down to cannabis and dental health. Now I'm going to start with the negative effects of cannabis on your dental health overall. And I'm going to totally disclaimer this by saying so much of it comes down to your personal genetics. There are so many differences in people's mouths and... The amount of enamel that they have, the amount of bacteria that they have, uh, the kind of diets that they have, and how that affects their overall just well being. There's so many things that make your mouth different from another person's mouth. That simplifying it in the way that most research has that's out there, and I'm going to talk more about some of the things that are out there that I came across. It just, it's too oversimplified and it's too prohibitionist in its agenda, still for the most part. So, your particular dental health is very subjective. And the way that cannabis affects you is going to be varied person to person. But there are some things that we can talk about that are pretty much guaranteed, things like dry mouth. Now, this is mostly going to be guaranteed for smokers and vaporizers, but if you use tinctures, maybe you have an alcohol tincture or a a really sugary tincture, that's not going to help. That can contribute significantly to increasing the likelihood of developing dry mouth and provide an area for bacteria to harbor because of the, the additional food sources that they have. Well, I guess I wouldn't provide the area, but you know what I'm saying. Like, the area that's provided becomes more abundant because of all the extra sugar that's there. But dry mouth is the most common for people who regularly smoke or vape or dab. And it's commonly just accepted as a side effect for the majority of strains for the majority of users. Now, dry mouth is not a side effect that is unique to cannabis by any means as a medicine. Dry mouth is a very common side effect for a wide variety of different medicines, from painkillers to antibiotics. And the, I mean, I don't know of anybody who's really developed thrush in their mouths because... The dry mouth from cannabis was so bad. Um, but I do know people who have developed it because of the antibiotics that they were on were just so strong and they weren't being given enough, uh, enough oral hydration to keep their mouths at, at, at a moisture level that prevented that kind of infection. And so if you don't legitimately take care of your dry mouth, it's going to progress into into dental health issues, particularly gum disease. Now, an actual infection of the gums is known as periodontitis. Um, It comes after gingivitis, which is just the term for inflammation in the gum area it makes the gums red, swollen, tender, much more likely to bleed. And then because of all that swelling and the sensitivity, um, they become areas that kind of trap and harbor bacteria. And if it isn't taken care of, then that bacteria can actually lead to gum disease. Now, gum disease is something that happens in just a majority of People. Period. Because they don't go to the dentist enough, because of their genetics, because of their diet, because, because, because. Now, do you increase your chances of developing gum disease by introducing heat and smoke chronically or even moderately? Yes, that's just. I mean, that's pretty common sense. But a lot of the research that I came across from anecdotes to clinical studies that followed people over years, it really didn't seem to vary significantly from cannabis users and non-cannabis users. Uh, I did find one study that actually was able to account for variability like tobacco use, socioeconomic status. Um, I only found one, but that's really useful information. But it still just didn't seem to, there were like, uh, yeah, the cannabis users, there were some that developed periodontitis and then there were some that didn't. And the non-cannabis users, yeah, some of them developed gum disease and some of them didn't. And then one of the more critical studies of cannabis that did not seem to adjust for any kind of variability in diet or tobacco use, um, they said that clearly there is a, a correlation between cannabis use and gum disease. But when they actually stated the numbers, Frequent recreational cannabis users, as they listed them, actually had a slightly lower odd ratio of developing gum disease than non-cannabis users. And I mean, and, and it wasn't even mentioned, it wasn't, it wasn't highlighted at all. They really just used it as a way to say, oh, cannabis can cause gum disease. It was, I mean, it was laughably negligent. Now, another big thing that most of these studies didn't even bother to to quantify is that all of these cannabis users were, we can assume, smokers. They didn't distinguish between smokers and vaporizers or people who might only use edibles. I guess we can assume that they were all smokers. But the methodology of your cannabis consumption does go a long way into how it affects you overall down the line. So if you aren't smoking it, you can pretty much guarantee that cannabis, especially if you don't have strain dependent, cannabis is very unlikely to give you a whole lot of dry mouth. Now, that's not going to be true for everybody. Some people just always develop dry mouth when THC specifically is introduced into their system. So you just have to stay hydrated you want to make sure that you are maintaining good dental health overall, that you aren't drinking with this because alcohol can can lead to a lot more dental uh, issues. You don't want to have alcohol-laden mouthwashes, things like that. But I mean, that's just true, period, whether you're a cannabis user or not a cannabis user because alcohol-laden mouthwashes can lead to more dry mouth and and all that stuff that I was talking about earlier. Now, for people who have had dental work done, um, maybe you had teeth pulled or, or something of that. And the doctor has told you obviously not to smoke, not to use any straws, anything like that. Um, you can use cannabis. Again, you want to be wary of the methodology with it. Um, Smoking cannabis is much more likely to cause issues down the line because of the heat and the added dryness. And then also depending on how you're actually smoking it because of the sucking motion, you know, using a bong is a really bad idea. Um, The just the, the amount of suction needed to use a big bong versus maybe a nice loose joint Really big difference. However, the heat produced from the joint versus the bong also going to be a counterbalance issue. If you're using tinctures, you don't want to use alcohol tinctures after dental work. Um, you don't want to use sugar-heavy tinctures after dental work. And then, of course, certain edibles could be an issue. But using things like cannabis teas, that could be fantastic. And you might even be able to use the tea pack to help soothe some of your other gums, things like that. I don't really know how that works, but I think I remember reading something about that. Um, and just so you know, I will have the links to the studies and some articles that I was reading on my website under this blog for episode 95. And the website, once again, the spliffpodcast.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. You can find all the links to my podcast there. And just a bunch of other random shit, um, things that I put on my Instagram, the Spliff Podcast. I'm around. All right, so let's talk about how cannabis can actually improve your dental health, because that's been one of the most mind-blowing things to me. And I feel like I'm giving away so many secrets, because if I was going to get into product development, this is the area I would focus on, because there are so many amazing things that cannabis can do to prevent gum disease at the, I mean, before it even becomes gum disease when it's still just gingivitis. So really attacking that inflammation and giving your gums the opportunity to deal with the bacteria, to seal off your, your, your uh, teeth roots, your tooth roots. That doesn't sound right to me for some reason, but I mean, the root of your tooth or the roots of your teeth, keeping them protected from bacteria is one of the most important things you can do. And I feel like I've got some dry mouth myself right now. I'm going to drink some water. Now, if you are dealing with dental pain, there are some options that you can use cannabis uh, for to actually handle or manage the pain, but it, it really depends on what you're using it for. So if you're having to deal with tooth pain um, using a THC or even a CBD infused type of coconut oil or olive oil or any kind of oil that you would use for oil pulling can be really helpful. Now, I don't like oil pulling. It feels really gross in my mouth. I can't handle the texture. It's bleh. But I do use infused oils to make my own toothpaste with. Um, Nothing fancy. I have a cannabis-infused coconut oil. I have some calcium powder. And I have, I just started adding bentonite clay to it as well. I don't really have an opinion on it yet as far as what it does. And then for better taste, um, I add orange oil and clove oil. But clove oil is also supposed to be really good as uh, a way to deal with dental issues, if I recall correctly. Um, and that's a better taste for me than the minty, mentholated options that are are all over the shelves in the local stores. Um, I don't have any trouble drinking and eating afterwards if I have to, though I guess you're supposed to wait a while anyway. Uh, and then another recent addition to my homemade toothpaste has been the Soothing soos, uh the use of THCA in, in my toothpaste. Um, but I have been actually adding a little bit of Soothing soos to my my traditional market toothpaste lately um, before I got around to finally making a new batch of of cannabis toothpaste, which I finally did the night clay. I just talked about it. But there were several months that I did not have any of my own homemade toothpaste. And so I would just use a, a drop of raw cannabis-infused coconut oil on top of my traditional toothpaste. And, and then I would just brush like normal. And that went a long way to helping calm the swelling of any gingivitis that I have. Um, I drink a lot of coffee and sometimes I eat too many sugary things and not enough nutritional things. And, and I smoke a lot of weed. And when you combine all of those things together, uh, along with my genetic predisposition, I developed gingivitis pretty easily. I also smoked cigarettes for 17 years. And that was probably the worst thing I could have ever have done for my dental health, period. But it is what it is. No, I just had a checkup with my dentist who was actually like, your teeth are amazing. They look fantastic. You've been taking great care of them. And I haven't really been taking that great a care of them. I've just been making sure to take the best care of them when I, I do take care of them. I'll admit I'm not as disciplined in my dental health as I should be, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited by all of the things I have learned and can share with you here. So I was... Having some issues with gingivitis and the, the drop or two of Soothing soothes with my dental brushing wasn't as effective as I needed it to be because the swelling was deep enough that normal brushing wasn't getting to it. And flossing was causing me to bleed. And I mean, you know, you got to do it anyway, but that can lead to infection. So you want to be careful with it. So what I started doing was actually coating my dental floss with the Soothing Suze so that when I was getting deep into that inflamed section of my gums, I was also applying raw cannabis to it, the THCA. And that made a huge difference. So between um, brushing with cannabis-infused toothpaste, specifically raw cannabis-infused toothpaste, I feel it makes a huge difference. And flossing with raw cannabis-coated floss, I mean, I, I got a glowing recommendation from my dentist, and my teeth do feel amazing. Uh, when I, I brush with my homemade toothpaste, my teeth feel um, sealed, slick, clean, strong, When I I brush with um, some more traditional market toothpaste, usually my teeth, they feel clean, but they feel kind of stripped. Uh, the, uh, The additional coconut oil in the homemade one really, really makes it feel like I've just walked out of the dentist every time I brush my teeth. And I should say, I also recently switched to using bamboo toothbrushes, though I haven't noticed a difference. Um... Just as far as one having more efficiency than the other uh, with the cannabis oil, they both worked pretty well. Uh, It was just an environmental decision that I decided to make that switch. But I have experience with both styles, so either one that you use should work out pretty well. Uh, I do really like mixing the THC and the THCA because, one, The THC gives me a little relaxing effect uh, just sublingually when I brush my teeth and encourages me to brush longer. (laughs) It's a little uh, stoner hack there. And then the THC, and and then it also just takes care of any extra pain that I might have from gingivitis period. Maybe I, I didn't get everything the night before and I have a little extra swelling in the back of my teeth, something like that. It helps numb the pain so that I can brush longer without, you know, without suffering basically. And then the THCA really attacks the swelling so that the gum can heal itself before the next time I brush. Uh, And then another uh, kind of dental issue that I wanna talk about with the raw cannabis, specifically the Soothing Soothes is what I use. So I'm just gonna talk about that. When I use it in my ears and in the back of my gums, uh, it can really help with um, a tight jaw. And uh, Willie has used it to help loosen up his lock jaw. He gets um, some swelling in his jaw joint and his ear canal um, to a much greater degree than what I get. But I also do experience swelling in my ear canal and my jaw joint. I got socked in the jaw uh, when I was younger, and I never really dealt with it. And then also I have sinus issues. And then I realized uh, I had had a tick as a kid behind my ear, and I just, I never really told anybody, and I never really dealt with it. Uh, I was in a, I was standing in the corner. I was being punished. I don't even remember what for, but I basically just worked this, this bump behind my ear out and then realized it was a bug and just... Never dealt with it. Just kind of freaked out and killed it and just did not deal with it. And and I realized that there was this scar back there. And so I've been treating it with, um, with coconut oil and it's getting better. And I have no idea if it's affecting me down the line or anything like that. But that might be a reason for some of the swelling that I've experienced in just that fucking ear. That could explain some of it too. So I just, there's a lot of things that could cause it to swell. And using the Soothing Soothes coconut oil in my ear canal and at the, the back of my mouth where my jaw joints are inside the mouth and outside the mouth, um, I've had a lot of success in loosening up that kind of inflammation that is associated with lockjaw. Now, I would think that CBDA could also, or CBGA, really any acid might work, and some might work better than others, but THCA is the most prevalent right now and the easiest to access for most people who just have access to cannabis, period. I mean, if you can get a hold of pot and it isn't too old, you can get some THCA out of it. But that's a whole other podcast, uh, which you should check out if you haven't already. All right. I think that takes us to our safety meeting, you guys. All right. This safety meeting, uh, shout out to water. Yeah. um, I got dry mouth like a motherfucker right now. I get dry mouth pretty frequently when I'm doing the podcast. It's like an issue of nerves. I deal with it more on the podcast than I do with my voiceover, but I definitely had to work through those issues with my voiceover for a long time. So I know that it's, and there are a lot of different theories about why you get dry mouth when you get nervous or why certain people get dry mouth when they get nervous. Um, but you know, there's just a lot of theories and none of them can really change it. They can just help you understand why and maybe try to do something to manage it. And the best thing you can do is stay hydrated. You're going to stay hydrated if you're drinking water. It's a stoner staple. It's one of the things that I love about Secret Sesh so much. Oh my God, that's really hard to say. That's one of the things I love about Secret Sesh so much. Got to put a beat. Find the music. Speaking of music mary jane do you do you do you do you do you do you think you love me mary jane don't you play no games fucking love you mary jane Uh, Another thing that I want to talk about before we go, I really want to look more into this and have a podcast just kind of about carrier oils um, and or Crohn's disease, IBS. They're really complicated subjects, and I have a hard time giving specifics to people um, in regards to them because there's so many variables. But I recently talked about how uh, I learned that coconut oil gets kind of metabolized in the liver when uh, I should say the cannabinoids attached to coconut oil are going to be metabolized in the liver. uh, Whereas cannabinoids attached to olive oil get absorbed through the intestines. So I had had some CBD isolate and some THCA isolate and some really nice olive oil. So I mixed them together and I Really noticed that like lately I've been dealing with a lot of abdominal uh, bloating, like yeah, just I I don't know I just been dealing with it. I hadn't really noticed how bad it had gotten, and then it would got it had gotten pretty fucking bad, and I was like, whoa, what's going on with me right now? So it was a perfect opportunity to try this olive oil um, concoction to specifically target gut inflammation. And I cannot lie, I mean, it was successful really, really quickly. Um, Almost immediately, okay, immediately being within like the first 20 minutes, um, I noticed a reduction in just the, the bloating in my abdomen, period. And over the last week, I have regularly been taking the olive oil. Uh, I just take a pipette and I fill a capsule with this uh, isolate infused olive oil. And the CBD is just for funsies, um, but the THCA was specifically for the inflammation. Uh, I do have them together and I'm not entirely sure exactly what they're doing together. But I have noticed a dramatic decrease in the bloating that I have in my gut period way more than I ever noticed with coconut oil, um, just a completely different experience. Now, this has caused a lot of sensations in my gut too. It's forcing me to feel a lot of the things that have been going on that I I, I wasn't feeling because of all the the swelling. Um, and it isn't pleasant. It is not pleasant at all. Healing can hurt. And but, you know, if you can't feel your way through something, it's almost impossible to actually deal with it. So I'm really grateful for for the changes that have been going on in my body. And if you deal with gut inflammation using raw cannabis infused olive oil might be a way to help reduce it in a more targeted approach. So I hope that's helpful. And I hope to learn a lot more about these subjects and to give much better targeted advice for people to listen to uh, with a lot of different options. But I I really need to learn more about it. So it is what it is. All right. Uh, I am high on an edible. So that was basically what I was taking uh, my olive oil with the CBD and THCA and I had a little sativa in there a little holy headband mixture that i still have left and uh some of the cbd krill oil and i'm feeling pretty good i might have taken a microdose of mushrooms too just for a little pop in my day it's been nice i've been dealing with a lot of anxiety lately and it's just yeah so it's nice to have cannabis around to help pull me through it All right, you guys, uh, time to wrap it up. If you would like to find me, once again, thespliffpodcast.com is the website. And I am on Facebook and Instagram at thespliffpodcast. And I'm on Twitter at spliffpodcast. Feel free to send me questions, comments. Uh, You can also use the email, thespliffpodcast at gmail.com. And that is P-O-T-C-A-S-T Uh, because we like to talk about pot around here. Like I said, I've got a potty mouth, you guys. Let's see, uh, what are some other things to get out of the way? Oh, yes, if you would like to make the contribution, don't forget about the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to become a patron, because you have just found so much of this information, so invaluable that you just, you want to throw a buck a month at it or whatever. I don't know, just uh, check out my Patreon page. And if it doesn't work for you, let me know what would work for you. And then, of course, don't forget that if you can't do any of those financial things, you can always share. Sharing the word helps spread it out to those people who might be able to make uh, some financial contributions. And it helps people learn about how cannabis can and should be in their everyday lives to make them better. All right. That, that, I think that wraps it up. Did I get everything? Uh, email socials, rate and review. Yeah, I think that's it. Token next week to see if I forgot anything. Till then, thanks for spliffing it. Ciao for now.